0: Hey, everybody, if you've been tuning in over the last couple of months, you've heard all about the Game Time app and how it can save you some serious cash on last minute tickets to sports, concerts, and all types of shows. And that's all true. I've checked out the Game Time app, got it on my phone right now. You can see where your seats are going to be right in the app. It's super easy to check out your views and the checkout in just two taps. So, check out the, whatever deals you're interested in, just open the app, poke around, and you're gonna find something. You go, oh, wow, that's better than I thought it was gonna be. Yeah, that's because of Game Time. And now, Game Time is hooking you up for the holidays with a $10 credit here's what you do download the game time app in the google play or app store click on the my ticket section of the app create an account and then under the billing section redeem code the athletic all one word that's the athletic, all one word, no spaces in there, for $10 off your first purchase. That's free money, people. Credit is only available to the first 1,000 people who redeem the code, and it expires at the end of the year. That's December 31st. You're almost out of time, so make moves quick. That's December 31st, 2019, by the way. Yeah, that, that's coming. So make it happen right now with the code the athletic. Make moves quick and score last-minute tickets.
1: Everybody's
2: working with that time's yours.
1: Things
0: got a little bit contentious last night. I'll be honest. I was looking around. I was calling my lawyer. I was calling my agent. The problem is they're the same person. They're also on the show. I thought it was written into the contract details that Time Zars only existed for as long as the Chiefs played weird football games. That was established early on. I thought we were all clear there. But then several people pointed out that the fact that the Chiefs didn't just play a weird football game is kind of a weird thing for the Kansas City Chiefs. So welcome to the continued existence of Time Zars on The Athletic, I guess, because the show is continuing on, even though the Chiefs beat a subpar team very forcefully and nothing super strange happened. Uh, Joshua Briscoe, Nate Taylor, Seth Kaiser... We're here uh, every Monday and Friday, except for this Friday because it's Christmas and everything. But if you'd like our Friday episodes, subscribe to The Athletic. Go to theathletic.com slash times ours. You can leave reviews in all the places and whatnot. But, Nate, uh, did you think that there was sort of an out clause, as I did, for as soon as the Chiefs played a normal game, the show ended?
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, it was... It was a little troubling there in the third quarter, where um, there was no comeback mounted. Uh, Really, no one got injured for the Chiefs, so that's fortunate for them. Uh, Nobody really did anything strange. There was no strange weather. There was no odd um, play calls. There was no the field didn't explode. The field didn't explode. It didn't. It wasn't. They didn't play football on sand in Mexico City. Although I love the people in Mexico, and Patrick Mahomes counted to ten. So, I mean, kind of a dominant, conventional, choke them out win. Um, you know, the, you, the word peak, I should have counted in my own head, my own personal, you know, counting of how many times the word peak was mentioned in the locker room. But, as you can imagine, the Chiefs are peaking at the right time. Seth, were you bored? I was not bored. Are you asking if I'm bored now? Okay, I'm, good. I'm a little
0: bored now, but was I bored during I mean, the game? Listen, it's been, Seth, it's been two minutes of showtime. I'm sorry I got <laughs> to you third. Next week, you know what? On Friday's episode, you can talk first. I'm not ready for that kind of responsibility. I, I fine, there's, want to complain. I don't There's no episode I, on Friday.
2: Josh, it's 2000... Hey, it's 2019. <laughs> I don't want any actual change. I just want to complain so I feel good about myself about change that I wish I could Seth's see. Seth's
0: political corner.
2: Oh, no, ah, new no, segment, no, no, everybody. no, 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 no. No, no, I take it back. Danielle, remove that. For the love of God, that was not an invitation. It's just early on a Monday. Um. Anyway, n- the game. <laughs> I, <laughs> I enjoyed the game. It was one of those fun games where I got to just watch yeah, it, it and within, like, the first, I don't know, probably 10 minutes of game time, I was like, oh, okay, so the Chiefs are just way better than these guys. Like, yeah. oddly enough, do you remember, I, I know they dominated some games last year, but they didn't feel as dominant because the defense was almost always like, you know, giving up points and, you know, it was kind of yeah. it was a little exciting, even though they were yeah. scoring a ton and winning by a lot. It was just a little exciting at the end of games. Whereas these last two weeks, these feel like some of the most dominant performances they've put together in the whole Mahomes era. I mean, maybe I'm crazy, other than like like the Colts victory in the playoffs, right? Where they kind of right, dominated right. on both sides of the ball. That's what these last two yeah. weeks have felt like, where it's just like, it's not just that their offense is better than the other team's defense, but their defense is better than the other team's offense. L yep, and their special yep. teams is better than the other team's special teams, which, by the way, has made a comeback. Shout out to Dave Taub. They're, they're back to playing well on special teams. Other than the double doink, that was rough.
0: Oh, the double doink. In Chicago, How I mean,
1: unbelievably cruel. <laughs> on the there same, was not a way for the Chiefs. On the same goalpost. On the yeah. same goalpost.
0: There was not a crueler way for the Chiefs to give up, or a cooler way, actually, to give up a, a, one of their own points to just continue rubbing Bears fans right on the dirt. Just so cruel. So unfair. So <laughs> unnecessary. But I think you're right, Seth, where this it's felt like a string of, of uh, dominant games, even though they're games with the Chiefs offense. These last three, 23, 23, 26 points. None of, I mean, all of those would have been the sign of a significant problem last year. In fact, they were viewed that way. I mean, there were no 23-point games. But uh, the twenty-six one was like, oh, this is the low point. <laughs> yeah, and so we yeah, can have yeah. a larger, I mean, it, like it was. We can have a larger conversation about how our expectations of the offense has changed. But they felt different, though. Right. And here's where, where kind of my point comes into that.
2: So when they scored 26 against Arizona, that game ended up not being like super close, but it wasn't like comfortable either. Sure. Whereas, yep. I mean, and Arizona had a much worse offense last year than the Bears have this year. If the, You yeah. know, and so their defense is so much better because, I mean, honestly, Andy Reid put that game on cruise control. Like, it was like they came out in the second half. You He seemed like, look, fellas, we got 30 minutes left of football. Let's not embarrass yep. Matt. We love Matt. We We don't want the Bears <laughs> to think about firing him. Let's just, you know... Let's all relax. And then Mahomes apparently didn't get the memo because he's right. He's just, he decided to show his Sesame street skills off. Give us a little 10 count.
1: (laughs) Uh,
0: I, we, we could talk about the actual football game here in a second, but Nate, you in your article right now up on the athletic again, if you aren't subscribed to the athletic, go to the athletic.com slash times ours. We got a deal for you. It'll show that you came from the podcast. So you can check it out there. If you're, if you're listening for free on this Monday, um, But, Nate, you wrote about uh, Mahomes counting to 10. I imagine everyone now knows what happened and everything, but um, after one of the touchdowns, Mahomes was was – caught in slow-mo, running to the sidelines, counting to 10 on his fingers, which is the number that he was drafted in his draft after Mitch Trubisky, obviously he went to, um, I saw that and then fell out of my chair and then, uh, didn't stop smiling until I I imagine I stopped smiling in my sleep, but honestly, I have no way of knowing. (laughs)
1: Um, so it kind of permeated throughout the press box because, um, for our listeners, You know, I'm not watching the game through the TV broadcast. Obviously, we're in the press box. I'm watching, essentially, the All-22 for the first time as the plays are developing. So, um, when you're not in game action, when they're on a commercial break or when, um, you know, there's a break in the action, uh, I'm, you know, writing or taking down notes or like, hey, maybe I want to ask about this play or, oh, I want to, you know, sort of put a star on that to sort of reference back in my story or, or later in the future. And for whatever reason based on the blessings of Twitter, it started <laughs> circling. It started, it started, it was like, it was like this earthquake of, he did what? <laughs> and then everybody in the press box was like, oh, oh, he counted, he not counted, he counted to 10? Oh my God. He counted a 10. So I sat next to, <laughs> I sat next to Mitch, Mitch Schaefer of 41 Action News, uh, their sports director, known him for a long time, um, we're seeing next to one another, because obviously the game's on NBC, so they're gonna do their whole like hour post-game show. And you could literally see him, or I could, I should say, changing all the notes. Oh, well, we gotta scratch that. <laughs> we gotta scratch this. Top of the top of the show, baby. <laughs> it was the most, and I'm gonna say this in the nicest way possible. The most uh-huh. disrespectful I've ever seen Patrick Mahomes. I mean, that was his Shug moment. That was him. Literally raining threes on the Portland Trailblazers in the nineteen ninety one NBA Finals, and then basically looking at the camera and going like, "Well, I mean, I guess I'll keep shooting if they let me keep shooting three pointers. Like, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I, I mean, oh shucks, guys, I guess if I'll score. I, have fi- to. I guess I'll score yeah. fifty five if necessary. I we mean- probably need to explain
2: context there, Josh. Michael Jordan was a basketball player <laughs> who was really, I'm really great. Of basketball. <laughs> he was like LeBron. Oh, no, oh, no, he was better. He, <laughs> he was, was better. better. No, yeah, no, no, Josh, we're not doing this. We are not doing this. Not today, Satan. That's what we're not doing today. <laughs> that was so my bad That's my
0: bad. Did, did the three-point line exist whenever Michael played? And uh, played? Uh, oh, hold on, Jordan. Is that like? Does he have anything to do with the shoes? This <laughs> yeah. this ra-
1: this reminds me of my favorite moment from Bad Teacher, a movie that came out almost a decade ago. Uh, shout out to Cameron Diaz. But it's when Jason Segel gets into the argument with the kid, and he's like, he was 6-0 and in the finals. And the kid's like, but LeBron's a better passer, rebounder. He's like, he's so crazy. That's all I need. All I need is 6-0. and He never went to a game seven. Stop arguing with an adult, you child. Like, just one of the be- one of the best moments of, of cinema of this decade, honestly, in my opinion. <laughs> That's a- you keep saying 6-0 and in the finals. Kid, that's all I need. So <laughs> for Patrick all Mahomes, all he's saying is, I just, I just want, I just want to let everybody know that, like, I know how to count to ten, and I would <laughs> like everybody in this particular stadium to count to ten alongside me. As yep. <laughs> you know, Mitchell Trubisky is a complete liability and is hampering his team and the salary cap and all the decision making and building a team around him will not work as long as I exist on the same football field or the same, you know, football league. As Mister Trubisky, um, it was it was so disrespectful. Oh. I mean, I was like clutching my pearls as a sports fan. I was like, Patrick, no, baby, you ain't got to do that to him. He a grown man. He meant he got a family out here. Um, so, so for so when you go to the locker room, you're like, well, this is easy today. <laughs> like this made my job immensely easy. And sometimes, you know, I'm, you know, again, these hands are meant to type and I'm supposed to type hundreds of words over the course of uh, a, a single story, thousands in the course of a single season. And sometimes you just need four words to, to really start a story and, uh, you know, not to regurgitate myself, but Patrick Mahomes doesn't forget. And that's the lesson we've learned. He don't forget anything. So if you at him, even as a 10th overall pick in the reigning MVP, he won't forget Uh, said slight or said mistake that you made so for Ryan Pace yikes (laughs) uh I gotta say man i I loved it so
0: much and sometimes I think and especially because like look this is also this is kind of the the peek behind the curtain I guess um Nate and I typically will we will we will see and hear from Patrick Mahomes Nate twice a week if you count the you know post game he has a little post game presser in the Chiefs tiny media room on a weekly basis and there there are times whenever I'll find myself at least I won't speak for Nate but I think I know oh, there are ahead, times babe. whenever I find myself <laughs> I find myself sitting there and someone asks Patrick Mahomes a question reigning MVP god of Kansas City god emperor of Kansas City <laughs> um and he's talking and I find myself like nodding off like not literally but like I'm definitely thinking about something else she's talking about how they want to be successful and how early all goes back to practice and all that stuff and it's like, it's a fine answer, but it's just a quarterback saying quarterback things. He's too good at saying nothing at this young of an age. It's honestly uh, a little disappointing. But whenever, oh man, whenever that little morsel comes through on national television against Mitch Trubisky's team, who took this guy, like Nate just said, is literally a liability on the same stage at this evening. And you catch him. It was like, I think it was against the Raiders where he threw that one touchdown and like looked down at his arm. Like, he was surprised Seattle. by what he had just so, done. Yeah, that was in Seattle. Yeah. It was Seattle? The, yeah. The, the West um, touchdown. That was, was like amazing. Forwarding. He did the old Shaq remember- stare at his hand move yes and i so i like mean, i remember that obviously i forgot what team it was against but i remember that um i guess i, I think i talked to I, I was doing the interview with him for 8 10 it doesn't really matter i think it was before the raiders game then doesn't again not important um, i'm just trying to defend myself as all my bad bad memory but i remember him doing the stare at his hand thing and i'm gonna remember the counting thing because you get that little bit of personality and and you hear the teammates talk about the swagger and the attitude and you see it on the field sometimes it can be hard to see it during press conferences and whenever he actually talks because uh, to, to the media to the public because his job in that air in that in that instance is to just not say anything newsworthy whenever you get a little bit of that on the field it, it it makes you change your notes for what you want to write about or what's going to be on the on TV on radio or whatever. Yep. And so I'm sure we are we. It's it's a holiday week, so maybe we'll dodge it. I'm sure there's going to be a a think piece or a <laughs> a, uh, a a drawn out monologue about how this was disrespectful and not a fun <laughs> way and how mom. Eventually we're gonna get there. I'm not here for it. I don't need it. Don't tweet me about it. You already know what I think. I don't need anyone to tell me that this was anything other than excellent. Seth, it's your turn now. I'm sorry if you got bored again. I just realized that
2: the Chiefs tweeted out, fun fact, Patrick took his yep. college number five and added 10 to it for his current number. Wonder why. Yep. Yep. Chiefs Twitter account's in on it. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, this is where, like, this is where we got to give BJ a call or something. Be like, BJ, come on. Tell us the truth. <laughs> he meant it, didn't oh, he?
1: B- B- I B- know BJ just BJ, oh, BJ knows do day one. Yeah, yeah, he B- knows. Yeah. for For our listeners, it's, it's BJ Kissel, the, the Chiefs' yeah. uh, team reporter. Uh, he's been with them for I think since uh, like during, maybe even before the Andy Reid era. So he's been with the team for several years. He's got great relationships with the guys. I love him as oh, someone that I work dude. alongside with. Just a just a great dude. And no, BJ, like, there's things that obviously BJ can't say or reveal or acknowledge. Um, but you <laughs> those know, are, in the those are in the in the in the comfort of two gentlemen just having a nice, you know, time together, <laughs> uh, BJ has told me things, and it's been amazing. And I know he knows. Hmm. Um, now, I didn't see him after <laughs> the game because, well, I, I saw him like briefly in the locker room. But like, he has, you know, he does like some post game radio stuff. Like, he has a yeah. bunch of jobs and, and he wears a bunch of hats. Um, with like the video department and whatnot, but like, oh yeah, I mean, believe me, uh, me and BJ will have a fun time on Tuesday when we, when we get to talking about this on, uh, on Christmas Eve. Well,
2: it was a, it's, it's just a different side of him. What I really like, Nate, about your article is so when... Kelsey gets asked about it or Frank Clark is like yeah you know he's got a bit of an edge to him it's nice that people can see that a little bit and then you ask Mahomes like oh I don't know if it was anything like that I'm just kind of you know I'm just competitive in the moment it was a great game overall you know Mitch is a good friend of mine and like Josh and I have joked around about this and Nate I think you have too Patrick Mahomes he views it as part of his job to say and do the right things in social situations to the media and he always does he always He's probably does. probably good
0: because I don't want him to be Johnny Manziel, but like. <laughs> or Baker Mayfield. Yeah, or Baker yeah, Mayfield. Or any quarterback who's ever played for Cleveland. Yeah, I'm very yeah I, yeah I'm very comfortable
2: with him. It's kind of like um I know Sam Mellinger had tweeted out a few weeks ago how he had had a conversation with a Chiefs PR guy about how he wanted Clark Hunt to be more accessible, and the guy was like, "What you want to be like Jerry Jones talking after every game?" Sam's like, "Yeah," and there's a pause, and the guy's yeah. like, "Well, that's why he won't. <laughs> that's like, why he
1: that's, doesn't do that.
2: <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point because you don't want your quarterback doing these things like." You always like Tom Brady has gotten more of an edge as he's gotten a little bit older and a little more like, uh, yeah. what do I care I'm in my forties, but yeah. it's always that same right thing. So it's cool to see that because this kind of follows up on the thing we've been saying that's been one of the many running themes we've had to this podcast is Patrick Mahomes is a really nice dude, but he is an assassin and he knows he's awesome at football and he knows he should have been the first pick overall. And I think he's thrilled to be in Kansas City. But he is definitely like, man, nine of you guys really passed. It. Some of you traded up and still didn't take me. because my Traded fa- up
0: for a quarterback. Yeah. Traded up from you- three to
2: two. Who were yeah, they yeah, trading you against? against. Oh. You could have just drafted me. And so two more things just on this thing The see his attitude. They had a really great mic'd up with him from the Denver game, which is easily yes, the best yeah. mic'd up I've ever seen. Cause you saw a few little nuggets like him, like, Oh, they did that coverage in, you know, week seven against Indy. Just the one time this year. You're like, what? He's you got, know? he's got and a photographic memory. I mean, he, he just, does. It's he really so does. And then the other thing was as he's throwing the ball around, you see, man, I can spin in anything. And I'm just like, you know what? Yes, you can, Pat. That's awesome. <laughs> so you see a little bit of that. He does have that competitive... It's a lot like Andy Reid, who's got this, this reputation for being a really nice guy, and he is. But he also is... Business is business. And football yeah. is business to those two. And so... I like that Mahomes takes it a little personal because he should, you know, you need those chips, on your especially when you've got everyone telling you how great you are, right? And just how amazing Mm -hmm. you are. You need those little things to keep you going, keep you motivated. The the other thing that I wanted to take from this, I saw a few national guys after all of it, you know, because they, you know, the the Bears obviously did what they did. And so I've seen people say, and, and Collinsworth kind of alluded to this, well, you know, Mahomes was a difficult evaluation. No, he wasn't. I'm just going to be the first Mm -hmm. to say there were plenty of people on draft Twitter of all places Mm -hmm. that were like Mm -hmm. Mahomes is QB one. And it's not even that close. And if I can see it. Mm -hmm. And if, I mean, so many people saw it's like, you know, look at him, the reasons they didn't take it. Oh, you know, he didn't have a winning record at Texas. It's like, come on. He was not a hard evaluation. He was, his film was awesome. And he impressed Andy Reid. In a five-hour meeting. This should not have been a hard evaluation. And that's why these teams that passed on him, I mean, they deserve everything they get. Because this was not a hard evaluation. You watch his film like, wow, okay. So he's clearly the most physically talented guy. And it's not even close. And they all could have met with him too. And I'm assuming he would have been just as impressive. And so I got to say all the people defending like the bears and and I'm sorry, Mitch Trubisky. I'm hopeful that he turns it around, you know, whatever, but all the people defending these other, Oh, he was a hard evaluation. No, he wasn't. This was not a tough evaluation. He was awesome. And it was only the stupidity of thinking, you know, air raid offenses won't work or whatever that kept people
1: from saying, no, Mahomes is he's QB one. The, uh, even in hindsight or now that we know what we know three years out from the draft or three, you know, almost complete seasons. Um, people have acknowledged this and are willing to move on and, and, and maybe even wish for what they had, including one gentleman who I have to mention Uh shout out to, to Kay Adams uh, from good morning football from the NFL network. She's amazing, talented. Um, she tweeted out three emoji, three thinking emojis about, my young lad uh, in a Patrick <laughs> Mahomes' Bears jersey. Yes, I saw that. Yes. So, you it know, is. even in hindsight, some people know. Like, hey, we we took the wrong quarterback. And I'm just going to sit here and wishfully wear this jersey to the game in the first <laughs> matchup between the, the two quarterbacks. And I'm going to tell Mitchell Trubisky, I'm, I'm wearing a 15 Mahomes jersey in Bears blue and orange colors. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, the fan base knows. I mean, everyone's got eyes yep. and unfortunately yep. people make um unwise decisions and it comes back to haunt you. And some people benefit from that and the Chiefs are ultimately the biggest beneficiary. But um I mean, I don't feel like what that fan did was ballsy at all. I felt like that was that was a smart fan who understood, yeah, we yes. we, we, we screwed up and and I and I love you, Patrick Mahomes. Even though you're not playing for my team, but I do want right. to I do want to honor you in this in this one setting on your prime time visit to <laughs> Soldier Field.
0: It's such a good the the tweet the tweets in your article, right? Yes. It's they, it,
1: oh, it's in the, the yeah. moment I saw it in the moment the Chiefs were up, I think That's seventeen high. nothing. I was like, yeah this this is going high in the article.
0: This is getting an embed. Yeah, so you can see that in Nate's article. It's very very good. Oh. That's just. I'm so glad that we're not here talking about Mitch Trubisky. I mean, like every week. Like, I mean, can you imagine how? Like, even even with Andy Reid, like, oh, you know, he's just he's like four steps away, as opposed to he's a he's breathing fire from the skies and counting to ten on his fingers and uh, running back after throwing a touchdown on the sideline. This is just this is better, and I'm, it is so I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for this version of of the 2019 Chiefs that we're living with. Um, we also like the the Chiefs' offense. We could talk. We could like expand out. I, I don't. I could sit here and talk about counting to 10 for literally 6 hours. Like, I really do think I could do that. But but I think we covered uh, most of it. Um the Chiefs offense now the these last few weeks they've played three good defenses in a row and and like I said, like these point totals 23 23 26 would be cause for concern in 2018. And we will talk about the defense and what that allows the Chiefs' offense to do a little bit differently and all that. But, Seth, if I give you these last three weeks of offensive performances against, again, like the Patriots came into that game as the league's best defense. The Broncos have have lost a little bit of the shine. And then the Bears, I guess you could say, have as well this season. But all three of those games, those are those were, at the very least, competent to very good NFL defenses. And the Chiefs looked like a well-oiled machine against all three of them.
2: Absolutely. So if you go by Football Outsiders' defensive efficiency metrics, which just quick shout-out to, to try to help make everyone a smarter football fan, a couple things. First, Ben Baldwin, a fellow article writer, columnist guy, analyst. I don't know what he is. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Are you okay? I'm not sure what happened toast? to me there. I blacked out for a second. Um, so <laughs> Ben Baldwin wrote a great article, like the Ten Commandments, of the the of, of statistical analysis in the NFL. Go read that. Okay? When I talk about things like DVOA and defensive efficiency, because we saw a great example of why DVOA is better than total yards on that garbage last drive by the Bears. Where it was just so meaningless. So meaningless. But it added, you know, 50 yards to their yard total. And also shout out to Steve Spagnolo for blitzing like eight guys on the last play. <laughs> Yes. Like, on a play that didn't did. matter he's like with, ba-
1: with, with like Andy with like all the backups by the way like not no, yeah. like yeah. like jordan lucas had like had an interception <laughs> gift right in his basket and he, and he he un- you know he uh, for him he unfortunately it- dropped it Right, Andy Reid doesn't want Matt Nagy to get fired, but Steve Spagnuolo doesn't give a
0: damn. <laughs> yeah, Steve does not care. He well, he wanted that for the defense. You could tell,
2: and I mean that's for two sure. games in a row, no touchdowns. That stuff matters. Defense is an attitude thing. I've I've been told that by players, but we're I know we're going to talk about the defense in a minute. Anyway, so looking at defensive efficiency, the the teams that they've played, New England's number one in the league in defensive efficiency. Chicago's number seven. So people are like, oh, Chicago's not nearly as good. They're still a really good defense. Um, And then Denver's 12. So they're a little above average. And the Chiefs have very comfortably moved the ball on these teams. Now, against the Patriots, you know, they had some issues in the red zone, right? But those were a little more, you know, just a tiny mistake here and there. Yep. But overall... They have not had any trouble moving the ball. And like that was a thing in Chicago it looked very effortless. Like it was just kind of like or effortless
0: if you wanted to pronounce words oh, man, correctly. Effortless. Do, you, are, do you drink do you drink coffee and then missed it today or do you not drink coffee and then had some today? I, I just drink. What's and so it's uh, <laughs> See that's so much funnier when you when when you've got my particular
2: brand. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's very good.
0: Anyway, it's very good. Rest in peace to Seth's last computer. <laughs>
2: Yeah, by the way, I listened to the episodes, guys, that I was gone. And you guys are jerks, <laughs> just to just to firmly establish that. Anyway, they were able to move the ball down the field very, very well against tough defenses. And they really were able to put these games in cruise control like midway through the third quarter. And this is what I want to see out of the offense. Yes, they still got stuff to work out. But you almost felt you could, especially against the, the Bears, which they're good defense. And he's that well, Denver's a snow game. But you almost felt this like, man, they're like ready to explode. And I'm still convinced, I still think Andy Reid's holding back a little bit for the playoffs. He's like, you know what, guys, we're gonna make the playoffs. And
0: that's Nicole our real Hartman season. played like thirty percent of the snaps again, and I'm honestly I'm fearing. <laughs> <laughs> we started off playing more and then just, you know why yeah and then the game and then the game continues like hey mccall go and stand over here real quick i don't i don't know if it's because we don't want people to see how fast you actually are or <laughs> if there's another issue but like yeah you waiting for the offense to explode there there are things that, that the three of us think they could be doing and i imagine andy Reid knows better uh, about creating explosive nfl offenses it's yeah I don't, I don't think it's fully there yet
1: i think that's fair I, I i wonder too a lot of this is about offensive line play and i know we've mentioned that before um yeah. Khalil Mack had two really good plays, um, which he's going to do. Like, he's going to disrupt your offense at some point. But it appears that uh, as much as Patrick Mahomes is healthy, it appears that Eric Fisher is back to playing, you know, to where he was last year as a pro bowler. And then uh, Stefan Wisniewski, uh really played. Wiz. Did I miss that too? Darn it.
0: No. No, just
1: from now on, he's Wiz. You he said okay. his full name once, and yeah, now okay. we're gonna call That's him Wiz. The rest of the oh, show. Okay, I was about to say like, who? Okay. I mean, I'm trying. I'm trying, <laughs> Stefan. I'm really. I'm sure. I'm really <laughs> trying, man. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, it
0: took a, it took us like it took us like it only four took us years, like, yeah, years. Yeah, to yeah. Be it only took us like four in
1: months. Tardif. Yeah, right. So vrant Duvernay tardif. Um, so see, look how confident. Yeah. So with with, with the idea of him coming in for Andrew Wiley, really having no hiccups. In the interior, mm-hmm. um, Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. was able to step up. He was scrambling to create plays or to extend the down, uh, especially if it was third down. And I think the offensive line is starting to starting to gel, like just 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 yeah, getting some tingling. You know, some, my 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 football spidey senses are saying like, hey, you oh, have okay. to blitz Patrick Mahomes now because four can't necessarily get there on a on a consistent yeah. basis, even on a good defense like. The Bears, that does include Khalil Mack. So, um, they don't get mentioned, which is probably in their favor, uh, them being the offensive mm-hmm. line. But I do think that's a part of the equation, too. The idea that, like, hey, um, you know, Mitchell Schwartz, still an all-pro, even though he's not a pro bowler. Um, you know, Eric Fisher's still playing really well. I think the protections have been slightly better in the last couple of weeks. I know Seth mentioned Patrick's memory and the idea that, like, even when they don't see the one blitz or if they don't see a blitz for a while, for a while him... And Andrew, uh, excuse me, Austin Ryder, the center, have started to understand what they're seeing together um, as the season has gone on, and so hey, the offensive line looks to be looks to be as good as it's been all season as well.
0: Can I say something real quick here? A little pat on the back for all of us. I think we nailed the offensive line and like Mahomes drifting thing. Yep, we talked about it for like two weeks, and we we're like, listen, I don't really think this thing's going to be a big deal in four weeks. But it is an issue right now. There's a little trust issue with Mahomes and the offensive line. I think the offensive line probably gets a little bit better. I think Mahomes probably figures this thing out. Uh, but it is actually an issue right now. And now everything that we said was right. I just, I just like to give us all a little, little golf clap. A little, <coughs> good work, times ours. I think we nailed that one.
1: Useful, useful.
0: Yes. <laughs> uh, hey, you know what else is useful? Hey guys. Hey, this is your cool friend Josh here, here to tell you about a cool, fun thing. You know what else is useful? DoorDash! That's the intro. Uh, I'm in Florida right now. Uh, Seth is in Minnesota. Nate is in Chicago. Do you know what we can all get right now? Food delivered to our doors. Yes, we're living in the future. Welcome to 3019. Merry Christmas in advance. Everyone should be using DoorDash. I don't know how anyone isn't at this point. You could you could be tired at home. Maybe you don't want to go out for any number of reasons. You don't like what's in the fridge. Hey mom, can we go buy a McDonald's? No, we have food at home. Now we're at home. There's no food. Oh no. Am I out of luck? I'm not, because I'm going to DoorDash. Just it's on your phone. It's an app. At this point, you probably know, right? Download the DoorDash app in the Google Play or the iPhone app store, and you can see the restaurants available around you, all of the things that they can deliver straight to your door. And it doesn't have to be to your home. It can be to your place of work. DoorDash is going to bring you food from where you need it to where you are. It's super easy. It's super convenient. Ordering in the app is really easy. I have now thrown all of the copy points away because I just genuinely don't know how anyone living in the year 2019 Soon to be 2020, cannot be familiar with this wonderful invention. It's easy. Everything's there. There are over 340,000 restaurants in 3,300 cities. So you can you can find your your usual favorites. You can find new stuff in your area. Bring it straight to your door with. DoorDash. And I got good news. I got good news. I just told you. I got better news now. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code TIME T I M E. And I will tell you, I have used this. It was great. I I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but I had like another offer floating around in there and they just both worked and I got food delivered for literally the price it would have been to just get it there throw a little tip to the driver. We're all happier now. So that's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store and enter promo code TIME. Don't forget, that's promo code TIME for $5 off your first order from DoorDash. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk.
1: I'm, I'm so happy I was there. And, and you know what? I've downloaded <laughs> the app within seconds of you telling me to do such, Josh.
0: Because now, uh oh, I'm lost in Chicago. What am I gonna do? What gonna am I hit gonna three do? Three buttons and food food's at my door now. Bing, bang, boom. I know Seth lives in the middle of nowhere in Minnesota. They're gonna find you. They're like Santa Claus. Doordash. Here, this is two days before Christmas. Doordash is like food Santa. That's their official slogan. I the CEO just texted me and we're using that minus minus
1: <laughs> minus Rudolph. But you know, yeah, it's you know what? I'm thing. not
0: sure. I can't confirm that. I cannot confirm or deny the existence of reindeer. (laughs) It's like food
2: Santa is definitely that that that'll sell. I like that. Yeah, I think
0: it should. I think that, yeah, I'm expecting a check in the mail from DoorDash. Although they've already given me so much in terms of delivered food. Let's talk about the defense. Uh, This is this is the conversation we just had in the inverse about the offense, right? They've played three really good defenses in a row. The offense has really been rolling and and. Been very productive, even without putting up huge point totals. Well, now, Merry Christmas from Steve Spagnolo. These last three weeks, the Chiefs have been excellent in terms of point totals. Really, though, I mean, they've had a good stretch all year long. You can go back uh, throughout their whole five-game winning streak, and and you can see uh Just success after success. The Titans game is really, at this point, the aberration on the schedule, at least going back to the Thursday night Broncos game. Um, But over these last four weeks, nine points to the Raiders, 16 to the Patriots, three to the Broncos, three to the Bears. It was 17 to the Chargers before that. There's no shame anywhere in this five-game stretch but the opponents have struggled offensively this year. So Nate, whenever you look at how good the defense has been and you also try to adjust for the opponent, if only we had a stat for that. Um we do. <laughs> we'll get back to it. Yes. But uh but whenever you try to to quantify all of that and make it all make sense, where do you land on on what the Chiefs defense has been this year? And the, over these last over this winning streak.
1: Yeah. You're going to have to play you're going to have to play great. Like great to to score. Um, because Mm -hmm. Steve Spagnuolo with this collection of defensive backs and his dominant now pass rush, no matter really the, the, the the guys that are being interchanged, um, they're forcing you to play a style of football that you're not either good at, accustomed to, or desire to play. And so for the Bears, Mm -hmm. um... They knew everything was going to be short. They've obviously studied Mitchell Trubisky. They obviously understand that Matt Nagy likes a little bit of creativity, some misdirection, a lot of screen games. Um, Tyron Matthew, when against the screen, is is really a, a, a joy to watch because he doesn't. Yeah. He never bites on it, or he's comfortable enough to say, "I can be on my heels for two seconds," sort of understand what's happening, and then have the athleticism and the wherewithal to still go after the football and not make the play. Um, a negative for the defense. Um, Frank Clark obviously is healthy now. He's playing well. Um, he said he wanted so many sacks against Mr. Trubisky that that's what led to his two offsides penalties. He was just trying to shoot off the ball um, because he just saw opportunity in front of him. Um, yeah. So I mean, that's more of a that's more that, that says more about the the Bears than than like a player's own mistakes um, and the yeah. fact that he knew that he could win at the point of attack at the line of scrimmage. Um, the linebackers. They, they're not missing tackles. I don't know if we've given as much credit that is necessary to the assistant coaches, whether that's Brendan Daly, D-line coach, Matt House, linebacker coach, Dave Merritt and Sam Madison, the secondary coaches. Um, these guys have obviously worked or understand or have played for Steve Spagnuolo before, and they are all meshing in a way that I just did not foresee to the point that Tyron Matthews says Dave Merritt is one of, if not the best NFL assistant coach he's ever played under, and this is his first season. Um, obviously, working with Merritt, the idea that Madhouse has gotten guys to tackle a little bit better um, to the point where you, they're not going to make a mistake for you. So much of the Bob Sutton issues were obviously predictability, which we've mentioned a, an, an enormous amount of times, and either a lack of skill or just pure blown mistakes that an offense can't exploit. And I think so much in 2019 going into 2020, so much of the NFL for offenses is I'm going to pick you make a mistake, or I'm going to put you in a coverage that will allow us to exploit something, or we're, we're just going to give you scenarios for you to fall upon yourself. And the chiefs aren't doing that. And I just think that tends to lead to discipline. That tends to lead to guys having great chemistry and understanding where everybody's supposed to be and be an assignment town. And, you know, lastly, I, I also think too, like think to where we like think how much has changed in a year. Because in Week 16 last year in Seattle, Patrick Mahomes played excellent, much like he did last night, and they still lost. One because Russell Wilson is really good at football. Two, the, the you know beating Seattle in Seattle is kind of hard. Um, but the defense was so um, had had not really improved as the year went on. So you're you know that was various Ward's first start. Think about how much he's improved from then to now. Think about the idea that, like, as you're going into week 17 a year ago, I basically wrote that the season was on, like, was teetering, like it could, like, it fall yeah. off a cliff. The idea of, like, hey, you may feel this 13 yeah. and three, but like nobody who's really watching these games m- should or may trust the defense. The whole idea of, like, hey, maybe they raced out and they peaked too soon. We are saying all the opposite things about the defense now to a point where they are a strength of the team. And as long as Tyron Matthews out there, as long as Frank Clark is out there, um, as long as guys don't make missed tackles, I should say, they're going to be good. And Terrell Suggs, who's won a Super Bowl, played his first game as a Chief and was like, wow, like legitimately, like, not stunned, but like super appreciative of like, wow, I am in a as close to a perfect situation that I did not foresee. Clearly, everybody knows he wants to go to the Ravens, but... The idea of him seeing what his new teammates can do and knowing that like he doesn't have to do too much he can be assignment sound he can just be another cog in this machine um uh, i think that is another level that the defense never got to last year where somebody that is respected has won a championship and is counted on looks at the rest of his teammates and says oh my goodness like something particularly special is happening and I'm not afraid to admit that to myself and to anybody who will ask me about the Chiefs defense. Seth, where are you at
2: with it? It, If you look at the, uh, once again, the efficiency of the teams that they've played, you know, I really, I don't want to analyze film anymore. I just want to read off of charts. <laughs> <about efficiency. laughs> Sorry, that's my job. Oh, that's my, my job, bad. So, buzz so, off. Oakland, yeah. so like if you think back to all the games they've played lately, Oakland is tenth ranked in the league in de- offensive efficiency. The Chargers are thirteenth. the The Patriots are fourteenth. Then obviously you go down a ways. High Denver at twenty sixth.
0: Um, and <laughs> Chicago <laughs> at twenty. Chicago up at twenty three.
2: Yep. Yeah. And so obviously you know Chicago and Denver not That's good not offenses. Um, although mm-hmm. it's worth noting that Denver's offense has been better with Drew Lock Yes. And including and also this last they week,
0: kept them looking like bad defenses by bad offenses by the way, which is something I I don't want to overlook. Right, that's important. They couldn't do that last year. Last year they made yeah.
2: bad offenses like look good and and decent offenses look great and great offenses look yeah. absolutely unstoppable. Whereas now honestly, I can't the only player to really light the Chiefs up. And Deshaun Watson probably would have had Fuller hung on to a couple of passes. But other mm. than that, the only player to really light up the Chiefs' defense is Ryan Tannehill.
1: Which is, who is which is <laughs> which is saying something. Yeah.
2: Well, and Tannehill has been he's been good. He's yeah. been playing well. Yeah. I mean, they've got a really yeah. interesting offense there in, in Tennessee. Do I think it's sustainable? I have no idea. But, you know, and so they they're they're playing well. They're making bad offenses look bad like really bad and again it's not like the bears are only averaging 3 a game you know no. what i mean like right. they, right, they, they, right. they generally they play beat a little cowboys better the cowboys a couple weeks ago yeah they, they generally they're generally a little better than that and and denver under drew lock uh, they won again drew lock has only lost yeah. to the kansas city chiefs Right? Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's true. 3-1. And, 3-1. And, 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 and he looked bad against Kansas City. Like, like I mean, he had a couple mm-hmm. throws that got dropped. But, I mean, overall, they made him look bad. Like, these blitz combinations and some of the things that they're doing. Like, one of my favorite plays, uh, and even though it didn't result, I, I don't think it resulted in a bad play for the Chiefs, but didn't result in what they wanted, was Mitch Trubisky, who did the hard count, like, 9,000 times. Um, He got Tyron Matthew to jump. On a slot blitz. And you saw Tyron like pointed. I'm like, oh, you got me. You got me. (laughs) And then, of course, he blitzed anyway. And the play ended up, I think it was Charverius Ward pass breakup. They are just, they're tough to predict. Everyone's doing their job. And they're, I think they're more talented than they're getting credit for individually. It was funny as the players were being introduced. I, they're showing like their individual PFF ranking. Mm Mm-hmm. And most of them, it's like, you know, 60th out of a hundred and like like all this stuff. Yeah. And it's like, man, you'd think that their grades would be a little better individually, but I mean the sum of their parts has been excellent and the coaching staff deserves a ton of credit.
0: Yeah. Um looking looking throughout all of that and again seeing sort of like the trend line of it is remarkable. Oh hey, Josh, guys, you know what? Yes,
2: I just Seth. realized. What? I don't want to feel like doing this anymore, so I'm going to go, okay? I'm just I'm just going to uh, yeah, go. Yeah, I mean that's I am just going to go. Like, is this uh, I'll talk okay. to you guys some other p- time, you know? I'll just I'll just see you later. Sure. Yep. Okay? Yep. All right. Cool. All right. Take
0: care guys. Bye. Yep. Yep. Bye. All right. See you, See you, Oh, okay. Bye oh, set. Well. Bye set. I don't hear um, I don't hear he him anymore. His, no, I don't either. Uh, you said it didn't feel like doing this any What is this? Is this this episode I, is this this podcast extending into the future? Is that is that covering
1: the Chiefs? I I, I imagine there's some GIF of him describing that someone has <laughs> summoned him for legal counsel, and I don't know what that GIF is, but if anybody can relay that and you know visually match my words uh, after listening to this podcast, oh, I good. would greatly appreciate yeah. it. But I think he's I think he was. Sources tell me I think he was summoned for legal legal counsel.
0: To be someone's gif legal counsel? Yeah. He's, he has left the show to go advise other people on what gifs to use in, in legal situations. That's
1: excellent. Good work by you. I wonder what his obstruction uh, gif would be. Obstruction through what whatever. <laughs> I don't even know why I just screamed when it usually is, you know, I moving pictures. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. It has to be, well, it's because we're doing an audio medium, which is something that Seth hasn't ever fully grasped, I don't think, you know? Yeah. In terms of like, yeah, it's like that gif where, you know, the thing, we yeah. have to describe it over and over. Yeah. All right, well. Nice, nice to have three out of four podcasts where at least you and I have some time away from Seth, if not the full episode again. <laughs> it, it makes uh, the heart grow fonder. fonder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know you're gonna write about. Uh, I know you're gonna write about Terrell Suggs. Um, and and you mentioned that, you know, that he came into this defense with like a, or went through this game really with a sense of appreciation for, for what the Chiefs are doing here. He only played 17 snaps, but he did have a couple of moments where he looked a little more quick than I think most 37 year olds would. Um, what did you see from Suggs and and then how did, and maybe dig in a little more to what he said and then also how other guys were talking about him being a member of, of this defense now?
1: Yeah, so it, it. I, I think he would have played more snaps, Josh, had the game been, you know, a little bit more back and forth. Um, sure. But I think I yeah. think Spagnuolo and Reed were like, hey, you, you've done enough. We're up huge. Let's get more reps for Tano Passigno or DeMond Harris. Yeah. Uh, yes, we need to mention his yeah. name uh, again. But I, I think— yeah. And I mean to mention his actual name. By the way, somebody
0: DM me and said that Darius Harris was put on IR back in the preseason. So, uh, still still that's still if you missed Friday's episode, that's still mostly on Seth and a little bit on Pro Football Reference, yeah. but it's mostly on right. Seth. Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there's a lot of guys that play football in this league and it's hard to keep track of all of them. That being said, Terrell Suggs is uh, is a competent football player. Um, he got a little bit of a little bit of a pressure there on Mitchell Trubisky in the first half, mm-hmm. like in the first quarter I believe, um if my memory is correct. So it'll be fun to rewatch the game uh later today to really understand like where they were utilizing him. He was used quite a bit on third down and I believe first down to sort of set the edge. Um but the thing that I think impressed uh Andy Reid was the idea that like he did have A little bit of a like, a little bit of a not not like a fire to him, but a little bit of a you know, like he 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 rose, he wrote a tide, you know, a nice a nice little nice little you know, hey hey, like here we go, like wow, (laughs) you know, it's it's kind of cool to have guys double team or pay attention to Frank Clark and and Chris Jones, huh? One on one, you don't say. Um, it will be it will be fascinating to see how his production increases next week and what he will ultimately be in the playoffs come January but I I know that for the rest of the guys in the locker room Chris Jones was very was very happy for for Terrell Suggs uh Tyron Matthew was like you know he's just another part of a dominant defensive line and you got to respect us because we went out and got him and he's here now And he's going to help us win a championship because he has all this experience on top of still being able to capably do things. And for Frank Clark, I mean, he's kind of the inspiration. He went through uh, Frank sort of told us a story about how his college coach in Michigan used to coach Terrell Suggs at um Baltimore uh, in the early years mm. and so that was always a, a carrot for uh you know Frank Clark hey don't you want to be like T-Sizzle hey T-Sizzle practices this way you know yeah. T-Sizzle does this T-Sizzle takes notes so think about all that you know in the early 2000s and then Frank gets into the league and then he sees you know T-Sizzle take eight pages of notes in his spiral notebook in the first week with yeah. the Chiefs and then is able to say I'm ready to plug and play. Like, yeah, I got released, you know, less than two weeks ago, but I'm still physically in good shape. I understand the system. I've worked with Spagnuolo before. Here's what I like. Here's what he's trying to teach me. Here's what I'm going to tell you guys. And you know, much of the defensive line is chemistry based, especially when you run stunts and certain certain uh, you know schemes or concepts on particular downs. But he seemed to be he seemed to be ready to go and to not make again. Nobody on the defense made a mistake, really. And so it's a credit to him. It's a credit to how good he is in year 17 still that like he can retain everything. He can be assignment sound. And I wonder if Phillip Rivers who's kind of a statue will be sacked by Terrell Suggs playing the majority of the snaps next week.
0: I will have to look this up but I'm curious to find out what year Terrell Suggs had his first sack of uh, Philip Rivers. That's probably going to be a tweet that I'll have saved in my drafts so of Terrell Suggs has now sacked Philip Rivers 12 years <laughs> after doing it for the first time
1: cuz both those dudes are a 1000 years old. It might be more than 12 actually. It might be. I mean it, so, it, it might be it might uh, be as many as like 14, 15. I I, I have to think about how many years uh, philip came into the draft i think in 2000 draft, two, yeah wasn't it? 2003 2004 somewhere in there so yeah it it's been a while it has been a minute uh all right well uh,
0: no one else no it, that's trademarked josh briscoe's intellectual property don't no one else can use that tweet that's mine everyone listening now danielle cut this out i don't want anyone to hear this great tweet idea that i have <laughs> it's my tweet now and forevermore uh, we uh, we have an outro plan for today's yes. show for the first time in the history of the podcast. Uh, but before we go, I need to let you know that The Athletic's Best of 2019 is live and available for everyone right now on The Athletic. So you can go read all of the best stuff from The Athletic, even if you're listening just to this as Monday's free episodes. I don't have The Athletic. You can read The Athletic's Best of 2019 right now and if you are looking to maybe give yourself a little christmas gift go to theathletic.com slash times ours and go sign up i think there still might depending on when you're checking this there might still be a little Christmassy deal um elsewhere as well for for your first year of the athletic you can sign up right now and you'll get our friday episodes which are subscriber only plus of course all of the writing uh seth's got plans nate's got plans Um, I think I'm writing something this week. Christmas week's a little weird. We don't have a Friday episode either this week um, because it's going to be immediately following Christmas and all of that. But we'll be back again on Monday, certainly. I guess we can say right now in our preview of uh, Chiefs Chargers, the Chiefs are better, and that game doesn't matter much. I guess that – is that a game preview? I just realized that we won't talk on this show again until that game is
1: played. Right. With, With the understanding, too, that, like, you know, for folks who are still trying to understand the AFC playoff picture, the Chiefs need to win. Uh, and Andy Reid confirmed last night that yes, everybody will play with the intention of winning. And the Chiefs need another Miami miracle. Uh, they need the right they, for sure. That would be yeah. Great. They need the Miami Dolphins to go to Foxborough and beat the New England Patriots. Mm. When it literally has no beneficiary meaning to the Dolphins, it has no benefit to the Dolphins oh, to win. It would be bad for them. Yeah, it would. It, it would, would actually be, it bad. Would be bad. It would be them. bad for them. Like they need. They they have collected draft picks. Those picks improve yeah. with a loss. so Or they stay where they are with a loss. They, they don't go yeah. down the draft board selection. So, um, as I wrote, chances are slim. But, hey, you know, uh, yeah. these guys are professionals. Uh, it is the last home game in Arrowhead for the regular season. So, Andy Reid will treat it um, with as much intention as he can. And then he'll look up probably somewhere in the third quarter, understand the Patriots are up by maybe three scores, and might start pulling guys. So, I just that – that is our preview. Yeah. Like, Andy Reid will, will play this – as best he can, with the understanding that like as soon as the Patriots are up thirty-one to ten, he will immediately start pulling guys off the field to get you know them ready for uh, the potentiality of playing a wild card opponent uh, the following week.
0: The other thing is is the Houston and Tennessee. If Houston wins and the Chiefs lose, ten, uh, Houston would become the three seed, and the Chiefs would drop to the four yes. seed. Um, also, then so if the Titans lose that game and then the Steelers also lose, I think would still need to happen. The, the Titans would—the the Chiefs would essentially move from—if they were to lose against the Chargers, could move from playing the Titans to playing the Bills. At this point, man, I don't know if those two—I te- I think my hottest take for this week might be that I would rather have uh, a week to rest all the starters yeah. rather than either uh, one split the difference between the Bills and the Titans. Yeah, yeah I mean— both of those teams are are a little similar and a little scary, and I also think the Chiefs would beat either of them.
1: Yeah, so. yeah. They, they, no matter who they play in the first round, if that's if that is indeed the, the the scenario, the Chiefs will be favored. But you know, the playoffs are one game samples, so you know, sure, anything can happen um
0: just yeah and the afc south is still a mess and technically like the raiders are still alive right so which is crazy yeah, yeah who doesn't want to see
1: chiefs raiders part three oh, and <laughs> wild card I would weekend glo- <laughs> would
0: love that so much um the other thing there is like hey why don't you just if, you, if you're gonna go into this with your starters let's just see how much the chiefs can be up in the first half and then regardless of what else is happening just get them out of there right like, that's okay that yeah. we could do that yeah um, all right, Nate, tell us about your lift ride. I don't know what the story is going to be. I just know that this is our outro for today's show. Tell me about your lift ride.
1: Yeah, so I just want all the listeners to know it is Josh's birthday today. So give him a nice birthday shout out. Right. This is yes, this you. is my birthday gift to you, uh, Josh. Okay, very since good. Since Seth's very not very here. Uh, so... Leaving the stadium, it's late, it's dark, and I need a lift ride. Uh, I, I use Lyft for the majority of my rideshare services. Shout out to them. And my guy Dante pulls up, picks me up. Uh, it's maybe less than 10 minutes from Soldier Field to my hotel. Dante loves the Bears. He, 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 <laughs> he, he loves the Bears. He's dying, people. He's physically ill as a sports fan. So I'm a nice Midwestern boy. Uh, I do small talk. I don't try to reveal my occupation a ton, but it's hard when it's like you know close to two a.m. And, and you're right, you're, you're, you're being picked up in Soldier a. Field, and you're wearing like yeah. a suit, and you're trying to like you know look right. professional. So you're carrying a laptop
0: bag. Yeah,
1: yeah. And so and so Dante's like, hey man, so uh, so like you, what do you do? And I was like, oh, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a writer for the Athletic, and you know, I, I cover the Chiefs. And, and, oh, so you're a Chiefs writer. <laughs>
0: And I'm like, did he
1: for like, your life for your life for 20 seconds or so? Oh, so you a cheese rider. I'm like, oh, well, yeah, I'm 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 coming from Kansas City. Man, let me tell you something. And when that happens, <laughs> uh, one, I was like, well, this isn't a long ride. And two, let's see where this goes. So here's my impression. Yeah. Here's my impression of Dante for, for, for like a minute and a half. I mean... I mean, it was – I thought it was going to be a good game, man. I I, re- I really thought it was going to be a good name. Now, now, look, everybody knows Mahomes is better, but, like, I thought Trubisky would have came out and balled out. He'll make it a game or something, man. <sighs> He's sorry. He's so sorry. <laughs> and it's not even his fault. I'm not even mad at Trubisky, which is like, by the way, uh, to break in for a minute, this is when fans are in full – on grieving mode when like you start yes. you start to see the player as a human being and not just he's killing yes. your franchise um uh, so let me go yes. back to the character this this is like a direct quote from dante uh you know what it's not it's not even mitch's fault you know what it's not mitch's fault you think mitch told everybody that he was a number two pick in the draft no he didn't tell everybody <laughs> that but you know the bears because they so dependent on a quarterback because you know jay cutler done really you know i can't really do the Expletive, but like, you know, Jay Uh Culler basically wet the bed, you know, so they needed a young quarterback to come in and be like ready for, you know, year one. And then, like, they drafted Mitch. Everybody know Mitch wasn't the best quarterback. I mean, Deshaun Watson. I mean, did you not see him play college? Did you? Mahomes is so good. He's so good. (laughs) I'm not even, I'm not even mad at Mitch. I mean, I mean, he's got injuries. I mean, Nagy's cool, but like, (laughs) I'm not even mad at him just because, like, he it's not his fault. He didn't tell the Bears to pick him number two. He know he shouldn't have been picked that high. But what you going to do? Of course you going to take the money. Of course you going to be the quarterback. But, like, I mean, Mahomes is so good. Just, he's so good. I mean, I thought it was going to be a game, or at least make it fun. I mean, look, the weather wasn't bad. It was like 40 degrees. Hell, it was a good atmosphere out there. Man, <laughs> the Bears need to go get Cam Newton. I'm serious. The Bears <laughs> need to get Cam Newton. Hell, and Cam Newton wanna come here too. Don't you ain't heard that yet, but believe me, Cam Newton wants to come to Chicago. Oh, scoop. So so scoop. this is so this is not Scoop. And I just sat like I maybe said 20 words the entire ride. And there's was just a boatload of laughter. Um, so this is why we have these jobs, right, Josh? Because Fans love this stuff. We obviously love providing you all information and insight. Uh, I don't know Dante's last name because Lyft will not tell me that information, but I hope Dante, somebody in the universe, tell, or in Chicago, tell Dante that, like, I enjoyed his ride. He got me to my location in a speedy manner. And then we, like, kind of hung out in front of the front doors of the hotel, just, like, chatting about football. And he was like, you know, man, and this is the last thing I'll say. He's like, you know, man, like, like, this ain't even a measuring stick for the Chiefs, right? Like, this was supposed to be a measuring stick for <laughs> the Bears, okay? The Bears yeah. were supposed to prove something, you know? Yeah, we out the playoffs and whatever, but, like, come on. Like, it's Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Like, show, show something of yourselves. Show something of yourself. We need to go get Cam Newton, man. We need to get Cam Newton. And, like, y'all, like you can't even write anything bad about him, Nate. You can't write nothing bad about the Chiefs today. Man, we just need to get Cam Newton. But like, good hollering at you, brother. You have a good night. Stay safe. Get home safely. Merry Christmas.